The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I remember hearing Walter Brueggemann give a lecture to a group of Episcopalians, and he said, do you all actually pay attention in church? You're always saying really loudly, thanks be to God, or praise to you, Lord Christ, after some of the most challenging readings you will hear. I think your congregations are asleep. I've thought about those words because we hear some pretty tough messages. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Give to everyone who begs. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. It's not easy following our Lord. Today I want to talk about the fact that we have a lot of support in doing that, that cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. And my hope is that you'll find that as a sign of encouragement and strength in our journey. I've been really interested. There is an old, um, old pilgrimage that for about a thousand years people have walked that goes across northern Spain. And it's kind of where um, my wife Anne and our story began. Um, and it's an 
almost 600-mile trail that people walk, and in 2011, Emilio Estevez wrote and produced a film with his father, Martin Sheen, about that walk called The Way. And the movie was about a son and father that were estranged, and their life um, was very different. Um, The father was a doctor who wanted to be grounded in his community, and he wanted the very same for his son. He, he was a man who, um, the father did not have faith, his son was religious, and his father wanted, to, wanted him to be at home and to make a family in that place, and the son wanted to go off and to, to travel the world and to learn and grow. He was a professor, um, seeking uh, to be a professor at a college. And so the son, there, there's this moment in the movie at the very beginning, and they're kind of fighting, and they seem to, to not understand each other. And the son leaves and goes to northern Spain to walk the Camino de Santiago. And on that journey, the first day, you climb up into the Pyrenees Mountains. There's a, it's probably the most challenging of the 580 miles. Um, And in that moment where he's climbing up and the weather is changing, uh, the son dies. So the father has to go overseas to collect his son and, and watch over the cremation, and feels moved at that moment to then begin to walk the Camino, this man who has never had faith as a part of his life, and who wants to be grounded, and to make money, and to do all of that, abandons everything, and begins to make this journey across northern Spain. And as he's making that journey, he is spreading the ashes of his son. And there's this moment after he arrives in Santiago, where he is reflecting on the journey that he has made, and he realizes that he is able to be reconciled to his son. And he finds peace in his life, probably for the first time since his son was an adult. And there is this kind of moment where he recognizes that his life is different, and that the love that he had for his son has pushed him into a new place. It has driven him into a new way of being it has changed the course of his life. I think the movie speaks to me because it reminds me of one of those fundamental truths that we are a part of everyone we meet. And that the relationships that we build, both in community and the relationships we build with people that we love and and people that we care for, the relationships we build with strangers changes the course of our life. It moves us in a different way. I've noticed something in my ministry that one of the places that people become re-engaged in the church is when they decide, when two people decide that they want to get married and they call the church up and they're asking, you know, is the church available on these dates? Maybe. But you've got to come and have a conversation with me. And so we begin this journey of premarital counseling. And um, one of the first things that I like to do is to begin to map out family histories in what's called the geneogram. And so I, I sit with a couple and we, we map out three generations or so of families and stories and relationships and brokenness and beauty and wonder and also pain. Because when you're getting married, 
you're not just marrying the person that you want to get married to. You get everything else as well. Which is very beautiful and it can be painful as well. But all of those stories and relationships, all of that work, it creates the person that we are. It makes up our story. It changes the course of how we live our life. And that is a beautiful thing. I'm struck with what it means to walk our life of faith, what it means to follow Jesus. And how do we live out this life that we are commanded? How do we do those things that we are instructed to do in our gospel today? How do we proclaim the faith? In a moment, we are going to to stand up and we are going to say the Apostles' Creed, this way that people have been proclaiming their faith for 1,700 years. We are going to make promises around Grace's baptism. We're going to make promises to continue in this journey. We're making promises to continue in taking the Eucharist weekly and the Apostles' teaching and the breaking of bread. We're going to make promises to resist evil to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. We're going to make promises to love our neighbor as ourselves, to strive for justice and peace, and to respect the dignity of every human being. I wish I could tell you that would be easy to do. It's not. It's difficult. It's sometimes painful, as our gospel reminds us, to live a life where we follow the one that we profess our faith in. But what we're reminded of on this All Saints feast day is that this life that we are called into has been given us. It is an inheritance. It has been passed on to us by the people that have gone before us. And it is their love of our Lord and their love of church and community that propel our lives forward, that change the trajectory of our lives. That is that great cloud of witnesses that we talk about when in our Eucharistic prayer we say, and therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in any, every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory. Our voice today, it joins the voice of all those that have gone before us. And their voices push us forward to make this journey. If you think it's tough to live out the life that God calls you into, You're not alone. But you have 2,000 years of people loving God, helping encourage you to make this journey. And you have a community gathered here and across this universe. And together, we make our song. It is a reminder that death does not have the final word. 
and that we are being united in the company of heaven to live out the way of Jesus. Amen.